0: and welcome to Finding Hope. I'm Shonda Whitworth, the founder and president of Fortress of Hope Ministries. Fortress of Hope is a ministry that shares the love of God and the hope we have in Jesus with families who have someone they love incarcerated. But the truth is, is that without Jesus, we are all prisoners. Even if we're not physically behind bars, the enemy of our soul will confine us with despair, which leads us to hopelessness we all need hope but not only that it is important to know where to place our hope god is our only source of hope romans 15 13 reads i pray that god the source of hope will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the holy spirit amen Well, today I want to share with you um, my family's painful experience that led to hopelessness began when our son was arrested and sentenced to prison for being part of a tragedy that led to a loss of one man's life and severely injured a young woman. As painful as this was for us to navigate um, those days, it was tragic, the repercussions of this tragedy that the victims family suffered can never be undone and my family and I we pray for those who have been affected by my son's role that tragic night and I'm so sorry and I every day I wish this had never happened but I am powerless to change the past and the best I have to offer my family are my prayers I've had to go through my own emotional healing from this because I never expected anything like this from um, my son. We raised him in a good Christian home, we took him to church, we read the Bible at home. We did everything we thought good Christian parents were supposed to do. And this still happened. The emotional healing journey is just that, it's a journey. It did not happen in a day, a few weeks, or even over a series of months. It took years, years for this to come to pass as I sought the Lord day in and day out in His Word and through prayer. And even today, though I've come a long ways, I'm still a work in progress. But thank God His gifts of repentance and forgiveness through Jesus Christ has led to the healing of my broken heart. And we need healing of a broken heart because when we're going through trying times, people will say things they mean well, but sometimes when they're trying to say something encouraging, they can still say something hurtful. And, you know, it reminded me of that show, uh, Kids Say the Darndest Thing. Last week I was looking for something to watch on TV, and I came across that show, Kids Say the Darndest Things. But in life, kids are not the only ones that speak without a filter. You know, at times adults do too. And more often than not, adults say things that come across as offensive when they're trying to be funny or encouraging. And if we are hurting from a painful experience, someone's words may come across as offensive. Well, one of the things I've had to learn in this journey is to let go of it and not take an offense because they just don't understand. But there was one thing I remember I would hear that would just make me boil up on the inside and I had to work through the healing experience over and over again. And somebody would say something along this lines, oh, I'm so sorry to hear about your son. He has so much potential and now he's destroyed his life. That statement would just make me feel like his life was over. My perception was that they said something like this with the undertone that because he's doing time in prison that he would never amount to anything. And I believe his life has value. Every life has value. But we cannot control what other people think or say. We cannot control uh, what comes out of their loose lips. But we can control how we choose to react to that situation. First of all, it's better to remain silent uh, than to say something without filtering our words through God's Word. And secondly, we should pray and seek God about what was said. Sometimes God will send people in our lives to speak into our life, to speak his truth into our life. So we need to seek God about what was said. We need to ask him for a scripture and ask him to show us if what they said lines up with his word. Anytime someone speaks something into our life, we need to ask the Lord for a scripture. And if the Lord shows us the scripture and it's his truth, then we need to ask the Lord how we apply it to our lives. How do we live this out? However, on the other hand, if what the person said does not line up with God's word, then we need to choose to believe God's word over their words. And then if we took an offense over it, we must choose to forgive them. We have to let go. Uh, During Jesus' trial and his death sentence as it was being carried out, the crowds yelled at him and mocked him, and they spoke words that did not line up with the truth of God's word. But yet, Jesus never condemned them. As a matter of fact, as he was hanging on the cross with his life seeping out of him, he said, Father, forgive them. For they don't know what they're doing. So, as I studied the word and turned my hurt into uh, a desire to press into the word of God, I found some truth. And the truth was different than what those people spoke. The truth in the word has more authority over what other people say. It has more authority over a negative doctor's report. It has more authority than the earthly judges. But we as believers must know the truth and know how to properly exercise our God-given authority. So what did I find as I pressed into the Word of God? What I found, I found that there are many heroes of our faith who were thieves, scoundrels, murderers, adulterers, manipulators, liars, cheaters, and up to other no-good shenanigans. And while they were doing these horrific things, the Lord never gave up on them. He worked in them. And as they responded to His love, they were redeemed and used in many mighty ways. In Acts 10, 34 and 35, it says, Peter opened up his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. My friends, this gave me encouragement. Since God redeemed those scoundrels in the past and he shows no partiality, then he will redeem, God will redeem each and every one of us and our imprisoned loved ones. Though my son lives behind bars, he has a God-given purpose. He ministers to those that the prison ministries cannot reach. He shares his faith. He encourages others to grow in the Lord. And in my book that releases early next year, titled Appeal to the Courtroom of Heaven, I share about some of the worst of the worst offenders that we find in the pages of the Bible and how God redeemed them and used them. Because God's word is greater than man's word. I choose to stand on God's promises and believe what He says about my son and not what people say about my son. In 2 Corinthians 1.20, it says, For the promises of God are yes in Christ, and so through Him our amen is spoken to the glory of God. Also in the book, I share about how to take God's promises and make appeals for ourselves and our families into the courtroom of heaven. In that way, we are assured of seeing answers to our petitions. By sharing my prison family journey, I pray that my transparency and vulnerability will encourage those who have lost hope in the midst of despair. You see, my friend, when we place our trust in God, we have hope for the future. If you want more encouragement on finding hope, be sure to visit the ministry blog at FortressOfHopeMinistries.com. That's FortressOfHopeMinistries.com or text F-O-H-I-N-F-O to 58632. F-O-H-I-N-F-O, all one word, to 58632. Be sure to sign up for our weekly email where, where you will receive more information about the upcoming release of my book, Appeal to the Courtroom of Heaven, petitions for prisoners and prison families. And may you overflow with the confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit today. God bless you all.